episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, I forgot anything cool, so I'm just going Anthony and Moose. Welcome. What's up? Sorry, guys. I got so distracted with my double beers today that um, I didn't come up with a creative name. You probably should have just named us each one of your two beers. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to save that. They're, they're, They're thematic for the podcast. So we'll save that. I probably should have went with something to do with uh, something we're going to talk about today, which would have been, you know, something to do with Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Michael Thomas. So much happening today. Can't wait to get in all that headlines and business, but first, how are you guys? Fantastic. Uh, doing well, doing well. Okay. Did you have a good weekend? Great weekend. What was the Kelvin like over on the East coast today or e- out East? Oh, easily, easily up at two ninety five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So sunscreen it up. Yeah. We had uh, Kelvin was rolling out here on the on the West Coast. And actually, um, the wildfires, ah, they're raging again in BC. I haven't checked California. I'm sure they're, it's an issue in California. And we've been, we set a record here in Victoria. It sounds delightful, but it's not because of the wildfires. We had, the record was 41 days of no rain in Victoria. And we're past it. Not a good record. Uh, to have in uh, wildfire nope. season. Yeah. So we need some rain. We need one day of rain. So I'm enjoying the sun, but um, I am aware that it's not uh, it's not great for everyone out here. So um, as a PSA to everyone out there on the West Coast, or if you're in a wildfire area, state, province, whatever, just you know follow the, the guidelines. Don't have open fires. Uh, if you are allowed to, do it under the regulations and take care of it. As Smokey the Bear says, only you can prevent forest fires. Isn't that right, Moose? That is what I've been told. That's what, that's what you've been told. Awesome. Um, guys, getting back to, so last episode we talked about Darrell Henderson. I just want to jump in and start with Darrell Henderson real quick. So I put hold a poll on. on our, uh, hold on real quick. You sure there's yeah. no other sports news you want to talk about? Well, the Olympics we're gonna have go, started. We're going to go oh, right I mean, into Darrell Henderson. I mean, the Summer Olympics have started. <laughs> Hashtag Tokyo 2020, even though it's 2021. You got to keep the brand. Have you guys been watching? No, I haven't. Nope. Uh, I, I put it on today and it was just commercials and really boring announcers. I No sports showed up for like the 20 minutes that I was watching. Well, that's terrible. You're probably, I mean, you're catching the highlights because it happens like 3.30 in the morning. Nah. And then the exciting stuff for swimming, which is like the most exciting, obviously for me, uh, the finals happen in the evening. They're going to be happening about an hour today. It's Sunday, uh, July 25th right now, and it's uh, going to be happening real soon. Shout out to our women's 4x100 freestyle relay, Canada, who claimed uh, Canada's first medal at these Olympic Games with their silver uh, on the relay. It was very exciting. Um, so everybody should go out and catch that. And also in other sports, um, the U.S. Olympic basketball team <gasps> lost against they France. Lost. <laughs> first time since... <laughs> Yeah, since, since a long 1984 time. or something like that they're in trouble they're they're in trouble I, that, uh, the dream goodness. team reign is or i mean they don't so, have all their superstars but they, they lost two exhibition games in vegas they lost their first one to france moose what are you gonna say i was gonna say i was joking about talking about other sports i know i know i let, I, know. It, I let it slide because it was the olympics but now like it's really sliding okay okay relax people like basketball all right well let's reel it in uh, fishing sport for you. We can talk about fishing moves. I know you love fishing. No, I'm good. I'd rather okay. Uh, okay. We'll, jump we'll, into jump into, we'll jump into some football. And last episode, we talked about the Cam Akers injury. 
Achilles injuries out for the season. Darrell Henderson jumps in um, to fill that role. And we discussed where we would draft him, what we think the prospects are for Darrell Henderson Jr. Uh, And we put a poll up on our Instagram story, um, which if you're not already following us, is 3B Fantasy Pod on Instagram. You can also get us on Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail. The same thing, 3B Fantasy Pod. And uh, most fans voted on the poll uh, the poll was, would you take Darrell Henderson in round five or earlier or after round five? Most people said after round five. So I think that's more where you guys were leaning. So you are men of the people because the, our um, our followers who are pretty wise to fantasy football, they're not, it feels like they're not jumping on the Darrell Henderson stock. So maybe it's just me. What is that? Uh, what excited. is, what is, is it Dracus from Gladiator? I am a man of the people for the people. Who the ex-commodus, the emperor? No, no, no. It's the the senator. The senator. Guy. Oh, Senator yeah. Dracus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Good movie. You should rewatch this great movie. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Well, it doesn't have to do with football though. Most. Can we should we talk about it or no? We, we should okay. save it for later. Save it for later. <laughs> when the when the Russell Crows come home, um, guys. I would just, I'm drinking two beers today, so I'm going to mention just mention this beer, and it's that. Uh, it's called Cutthroat West Coast Ale uh, from Tree Brewing Company, and uh, I got it because the NFL is a cutthroat league. It's a cutthroat league, and we talked last week, and I sort of misspoke, so I want to make sure our listeners are have it completely, and we have it completely accurate for our listeners, and that is um, about these new COVID restrictions for the NFL, and they are, and Moose corrected me, but I want to make sure everyone caught it, that if your team has to forfeit a game due to a COVID outbreak from unvaccinated players, you, you lose, you forfeit. It's an L on the record. So, and then of course, all unvaccinated players have the same restrictions they had last year. So if you're away, you can't go out of the hotel. You have to eat your lunch in your car separately from everyone. Like all the, all the crazy restrictions, daily testing, everything. So Basically, there's a message from the NFL that uh, it's going to be very difficult to be an unvaccinated player this year. Well, and they also came out and said uh, they would get fined like $15,000 or something. Yeah, which I guess is not much for them, but still. Well, it's uh, it's not nothing, I guess. Still but, something. Uh, yeah, it's not nothing. Yeah. $14,000. Um, anyways, it's a cutthroat league. It's a cutthroat league, and it's all about the money. And if you're going to jeopardize the money, and, and they just don't have room to reschedule games this year because of the 18-week schedule so it's going to be very interesting of course we talked last episode about some of those players it might affect and we'll see now that training camps are opening up uh some had last week some more this week coming we'll see who um how that's affected already two coaches let go that i know of minnesota vikings uh run game coordinator i'm sure Dalvin cook could be fine and the Mm -hmm. patriots offensive line coach gown and then we'll see what happens with players but uh it's cutthroat business it's cutthroat business which um is also something Aaron Rodgers would tell you that uh, the Packers approach is pretty cutthroat. You know, we have Brett Favre. He's great. Let's draft Aaron Rodgers. Favre, you're out of here. And then here comes Rodgers, and he has a great, uh, what has it been, 14-year reign or whatever it's been. And then uh, last year they draft Jordan Love, and um, but Aaron Rodgers goes out and has an MVP season, has a great year, um, and looks like he doesn't want to be a Green Bay Packer anymore. He might play this year. But it's all up in the air, and there's so much drama. I, I mean, I'm here for it, but I'm also over it. Did you see that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams posted the same photo 
of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen kind of giving each other a, a, a dap um, from The Last Dance. AKA it's sort of like, so what they were hinting at is what people are taking it as, this is their last dance. And then they're gone after yeah. this. Just what, like, what do you think of that? Yeah, well, it's got to end sometime. And I mean, with I, everything going yeah, on, yeah. like, yeah, what you guys said, you guys were confident he's going to play this year and like show up and play week one. So, I mean, with all this BS going on, like, I'm pretty sure this is the last season. I don't think that was surprising yeah, I, to anyone. Yeah, for me, uh, for me, I don't know. I, this is, it's a very black and white situation for me. Uh, you know, it's either the organization changes to whatever Aaron Rodgers wants and they get to keep an amazing athlete or they keep the, uh, you know, infrastructure and culture and whatever they have. And Aaron Rodgers leaves. You know what I mean? Like I don't, uh, for me, I don't see the gray area in all of this. It, you know, it's business. Well, you bring up the business side of it. So we reported last week from Adam Schefter that Aaron Rodgers turned down a contract extension that would have tied him to Green Bay for the next five years and would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. Now, reports are surfing that what Rodgers asked for was two years at $90 million fully guaranteed. Yeah. Which would also make him the highest paid player annually at $45 million a year. Oh, no. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is $50 mil a year. So it wouldn't be highest paid, but fully guaranteed, $90 million. <laughs> Is that asking too much? Well, I don't know. It, it, it really, it all depends on, I mean, it's like, it's like buying a painting. If you think it's worth that much, you spend the money. If you think that that young quarterback you drafted, if, if it's now his time because your current quarterback is too expensive, then that's, that's the road you got to go down. How many uh, 90 million paintings are you buying there, Moose? Many. <laughs> oh, many, multiple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it's if, yeah. if they think that that's what he's worth, that's what he wants, or give into his demands. You want to keep them, then you have to give into the demands, you know, or or you let him go, and you have to you have to start, you know, over so to speak at the quarterback position with with Jordan Love. With Jordan Love, well, we'll wait and see what happens. But to me, the last dance photo at least is kind of a good sign for fantasy football players this year because for redraft at least it seems like Rodgers will still be there and Devontae Adams they're going to give it one more go and if it's anything like the last dance for Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen should be pretty good should be pretty good and uh, hopefully for them they're hoping it ends up in a Super Bowl for you listeners at home and fantasy players you're hoping it ends up in a fantasy football championship um, which as long as Aaron Rodgers plays he'd be uh, I'm sure he's more than capable of leading you to one Anthony, you've been awful quiet about... Uh, well, I mean, like, uh, Green Bay up. crumbling uh, is great for me because <laughs> as a Bears fan, Green Bay has been a pain in my butt for so long. But the Aaron Rodgers thing, uh, I've mentioned before, I thought he wasn't going to start the year. I'm pretty sure he will now, but I, I knew it was going to be his last year. Devontae Adams, I don't really blame him. Uh, he's He didn't win the Super Bowl with him. Uh, with the Green Bay Packers. So, I mean, he wants to win a Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there, and with all the talks about Jordan Love and all that QB controversy, he probably wants to go to a team where he has a shot to win it again because yeah, or, it's going to be a rebuild with Green Bay. Or, Moose, you're going to love this. You know where he's he's been hinting at, or at least where he's being recruited to, Yeah, is the Las Vegas Raiders with Derek Carr. They play together in college. I, and, I, and I said that quite a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. 
and I, I think it would be that would be amazing for Las Vegas. For Las Vegas, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Not he, great for Dante uh, Adams. Huge, no, no, no. Well, I mean, yet to be determined here, but uh, yeah, at first glance, obviously Aaron Rodgers is better than Jordan Love, but uh, yeah, in in Las Vegas, I mean, that'd be absolutely incredible for Las Vegas. Yeah. If it's a tire fire with their car this year, I mean, they're gonna well, they're gonna look to draft a quarterback this well, coming draft. So we, we all know that Las Vegas is rebuilding, and they yeah. they've literally rebuilt at every position except quarterback because for some reason, you know, they wanted to, you know, they think Derek Carr has one more year in him to be Derek Carr, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think if they got Aaron Rodgers, holy smokes! Yeah, I yeah, mean, w- what was that Brady news like? Uh, a few months ago, Brady hinted that there was a team that said, no, we don't want you. We're sticking with the quarterback we have. And that all all signs point uh, to it being the Raiders. So, no, I mean, no. Now, the latest is oh. that um, the teams that Tom Brady was interested in, but weren't interested in him, were San Francisco and Miami. God's and Garoppolo. it's one of those. So he was either referencing Jimmy Garoppolo, who he dealt with in New England and had to beat really? out to keep his okay. job, or he was referencing Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was this, who was this in the starter for Miami before they drafted Tua, because this would have been before Tua was drafted. So it was one. It might have been one of those two. And either way, they're certainly regretting not having Tom Brady. Most teams in the league um, who don't have their franchise quarterback are regretting it, but. Certainly, if you're Miami, you could have had Tom Brady play. They they could have won the Super Bowl with Brady, and then Tua just learns from him. Uh, why why wouldn't you do that? Like, and Brian Flores is from New England. He he knows Tom Brady, so it was one of those or San Fran, one of the two. That that's the latest. But I love that. I love the drama, the rumors. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So it might not have been Derek Carr, but Tom Brady did call one of his contemporaries uh, a bad word, which we can't say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're sticking with that. MF, you can fill in the blank. But sticking with that guy would mean it would be already an established quarterback. So it wouldn't be them saying, like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Miami because Miami for sure wouldn't have said Fitzpatrick's our guy. They probably knew they were going to draft a, a quarterback or they knew Fitzpatrick hmm. was going to be a guy, the guy for a little bit, but they Just were drafting a quarterback. With, with yeah, but yeah. But uh, we know Brady's looking for an extended contract. They probably want to go with young talent. And, I mean, Garoppolo made it to the Super Bowl with them. We say this countless times that he was able to get the team there. Yeah, I guess making it to the Super Bowl is about as good as winning a seven. Yeah, but you never know how a player... (laughs) Look, a lot of people didn't think Brady had enough... You're right. uh, I didn't. I I didn't. You know, I was like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. either. That was the whole debate with Tampa Bay. And I was... I was like, yeah, you give and him. Moose is never wrong if we've learned anything. I mean, I, 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 I mean, well done, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but like Patrick Mahomes was pretty banged up in that Super Bowl. Well, right, their, but just as far as performance, yeah, the one. leave the, the leave no, no, the Super saying, Bowl they still out of won, it. Yeah. But I'm saying let's let's be honest here. If Patrick Mahomes was healthy, I think that game could have been a little bit closer. Yeah. Or if his or if he had O line, which he does this year. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous. All right. Speaking of Tom Brady, since we're on that train, did you guys see the recent video that's circulating on the old World Wide Web um, where Tom Brady's throwing passes into the football launching machine that like spins its two wheels and the football flies out of it? 
and he he threw three in a row, two from ten yards. Then he steps back to fifteen and launches another one, and it falls over and pops out. Have you seen this video? No. Yes. Okay, I sent it to you on Instagram. Moose, would you open up the things I sent you on Instagram, please? The man's been camping. He gets reception. She answered a text message. He can look at the Instagram video. Go check it. Moose, watch it right now as I'm explaining it. Right. Go ahead and watch it. And so, Anthony, you've seen it. So, number one, do you think it's real or fake? I don't know. With with the social media nowadays, you can't trust anything. And with Brady being a troll nowadays and if being tomorrow, more of a jokester, if, if, I don't. If the, I don't if believe the Tomorrow it. War starring Chris Pratt can make those monsters look so realistic. Oh, here we go. Then you know they can make anything look edited, look unedited. But, um, I, but I think it's real because it, it's too tough to. Anyways, I don't know. But I think it's real. If it is, it's just cool. I'd like the yeah. new Tom Brady. The I new mean, Tom like, Brady's all about. Would we be uh, surprised? No. If it was uh, fake, or you'd be surprised if it was both real. ways. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, I mean it looks pretty real. I thought maybe it was like uh sh- like shot in reverse and, then, and put in reverse, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's in reverse because he does multiple throws. And if he yeah. did, he would have to reverse his throwing motion. But he would have perfectly. to catch it in a throwing motion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it could be edited, but I don't think so. I think it's real. It's super cool. Go check it out, fans. I'll tell you what, I'll repost it on our Instagram. Anthony, repost it on our Instagram right now so our fans can check it out. 3B Fantasy Pod. Uh, but I, I mean, I, do Instagram, I don't think it's that unrealistic. I mean, <laughs> you know, buttons, not hard. We, we come from the land of hockey. And I mean, we've seen, you know, some of the accuracy on these guys shooting hockey pucks. I don't see why, uh, yeah. you know, I, you think about guys who throw throw darts professionally. You know, there's no reason why Tom Brady couldn't also have that kind of, Tom kind Brady of accuracy. Does, Tom Brady does throw darts professionally, Miss. I, uh, I'm putting it down as... Uh, 100 percent real me too plus go. he's just so cool i'm a big i'm a big fan of the new tom brady not the new tom, maybe not the new tom brady but the tom brady we now are privy to seeing on the social not media new england the tom not brady. new england tom brady is awesome the throwing the lombardi trophy to gronk on the other boat i mean tom moose, brady. that tom moose, brady moose winning fantasy championships and having his actual football team win super bowls i mean it was just too much <laughs> those were the good years that is too much all right, uh, moving on. We'll stick with quarterbacks, guys. Deshaun Watson reported to training camp. Um, it was quarterback day to report the quarterbacks were in, and he's there, which is potentially somewhat surprising um, because, you know, there's some allegations against them, one, but two, you know, he categorically, before those allegations came out, categorically refused to play for Houston, right? And then his demanding trade. His stance is still that he demands a trade, but he's there. So yeah, but every day, every day he doesn't show up. He he would lose fifty thousand dollars. He would lose fifty. He has pocket change for a guy who makes. Uh, well, I mean, out. you but don't try and get like these big contracts and then like just to waste it. All you yeah, have to do is it. show up to camp. Like it's not. <laughs> and I mean, fifty k. With the news we talked, do the math. Like, what's fifty k to do the math here? Do some cross multiplication. I don't. Anthony. I don't. I don't have, have, forty million I don't have to Do the math. It doesn't matter. What's fifty k to you? Fifty k is fifty k. Doesn't change how much you make. It's still fifty. I know, but if he was really adamant, it's not hurting him. You know, it's like fifty. It's not even fifty bucks. Is it yeah, but five every bucks? day. So that's but that's I, two days. That's a hundred thousand dollars. And I think he's also doing this, like just showing that he's still into football with all this stuff going on. Because we talked about um, Philadelphia. Be it, uh, what, what was the news we reported? Last episode, I don't remember was, the exact thing. There there's, there's one reporter. There's one reporter that yeah. no, the, the one reporter is ninety yeah. is convinced that ninety percent chance he gets uh, Sean right. Watson's and if there's up. a chance he can go anywhere else, whether it's Philly or whichever team, showing up to camp shows that he's willing to put in work or 
you know, put differences aside. So it's just, it looks good on him because it surprised me that he showed up to camp. Yeah. One of so, the, I mean, it, one of the yeah. other things that's sort of circulating is that it also shows that the NFL likely won't penalize him. Right. Um, or, or give yeah. him any kind of, uh, you know, whatever suspension for the uh, non-criminal legal issues that are happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Probably, probably looks that way. So keep your eye on that, fantasy football fans. You know, judge how the situation, how you will. But if you're just looking to play fantasy football and ignore everything else, Deshaun Watson did drop down the mock draft boards. CDP plummeted. So yeah. when normally he would be, you know, around four or five type guy. So, and I would love that. for and him to go to Philly because those receivers in Philly, their stock would just shoot up with Deshaun Watson being there. I mean, okay. I yeah, mean, Deshaun yeah. Watson's better than Jalen Hurts right now, but I think Jalen Hurts can be can be just as good. For uh, but we're playing fantasy this year, Dave, uh, unless it's Dynasty League. No, I'm saying Jalen Hurts is unproven. Unproven. But right. I think he can. Uh, but I thought, he can but I thought all the guys. proof was in those last three games. The yeah. three games. I thought all the proof was four in those games, three. Four, four, four games. Four games. Four, four. One of which beat the Perfect. New Orleans Saints. And anyways, we'll see. Uh, That's the, real the, football. The, the league will prove yeah. everything. Uh, the season will prove everything. Um Poor Terod Taylor, guys. This guy can't catch a break. Everywhere he goes, it's like, oh yeah, okay, no, I gotta, I'm gonna be the starter. No, actually, you're not. So sorry. <laughs> the, the only thing I'll say this: the only thing that's hurting Terod Taylor is if he has a big aspiration to actually play football. If not, this guy's living the dream. He's getting paid tons of money and never has to take a hit. Yeah, I think. At that level, you know, sure. Like Blue yeah, Mountain State, they want to young. It's not like he's play. young anymore. Like he's at the like the end of his career. How old is he? Not that the quarterbacks can play a long time. I know he's not like an elite quarterback, but how old is he? Thirty. Yeah, let's take a look. Hadn't been around that long. He's probably thirty. But I mean, old. like the the guy 29? is. I mean, is he living the dream? Also, like being yeah, you want to play? He wants thirty one. Thirty one. He wants to play. I don't know. I, I honestly, if I, if I was getting paid millions of dollars just to. He's uh, not like a, a third string a guy who was in the CFL and I got no, signed I get to get back up in the NFL. I, yeah. I'm, I was, I, uh, I always uh, hype up to Rod Taylor, but yeah, I, yeah. I think Even also, this. also not getting my brain smashed in and getting paid millions of dollars is also a really fantastic deal. That's not bad. It's not a bad yeah. deal. All right, uh, moving right along, guys. Uh, in the news, Anthony Miller of Anthony Chicago Bears was traded to the aforementioned Houston Texans for a late-round pick swap. <laughs> so that's how much the Bears thought of uh, Anthony Miller. <clears throat> Excuse me, which we already knew of. Houston Texans are just collecting everyone's... Everyone. Everyone's... I, I don't want to say used parts, but basically, you know, people that aren't wanted anywhere, they're collecting all of them. And then the real news here, I think for redraft, Anthony Miller is a kind of a deep sleeper, maybe or a sleeper. But the real news to me is this is just another um, piece of evidence that indicates what how how much Chicago believes in Darnell Mooney, and right. he is should be the wide receiver too. Take that for what it's worth on the Chicago Bears. Um, but I'm really high on Mooney. We mentioned him as a marquee moose. He was one of your marquees, yeah, to the mid round. You can get him late mid rounds as of right now. You know, all the attention is going to be on Allen Robinson, Roman numeral two. Darnell Mooney should eat, should eat, eat, eat this year. Also, I think that, real, real quick, just want to yeah. throw this in there. Anthony Miller had asked for a trade. Yes. Yes. 
Right. So it's not like Chicago just scrapped. No, him. I know he's fed up. I think they're mutually fed up. But yeah. even last year, like just being a Bears fan and watching the games, it doesn't seem like like Darnell Mooney was featured more. I found and I found looked a lot better talent wise than Anthony way Miller. Better. Way better. And I mean, with this news as well, Cole Komet's value goes up in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna jump into um, some other news that kind of. Deals How with this. Jesse you? James okay. uh, was signed by the Bears on a one-year deal. So I think with this news, so now there's three tight ends there: Colt Komet, Jimmy can you, Graham. Can you just clarify for listeners that's Jesse James, the tight end, not the wrestler? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I mean, uh, not the outlaw. Not the, not the outlaw, Jesse James. <laughs> we talk about uh, yeah. Well, football. with these days, any, anybody can play tight end these days, right? They're like, sign right. me up. So that's we true. Jesse James, former Pittsburgh Steeler tight end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, d- recently, Detroit. Lions tight end recently Detroit Lions yeah um yeah so I think this was a move made because we all know Jimmy Graham's getting old uh he's getting old and um, oh it's been he, a long time since we had one of those yeah and I mean he did have a decent tight end performance last season but you know they probably want to feature Cole Komet more and they need a blocking tight end I know Cole Komet is supposed to be a pretty decent blocking or above average blocking tight end but I think they want to use him more as a receiver they saw that talent last year there were moments where he was it Sean he shown he Sean he Sean and um yeah I think Jesse James will be more of a blocking tight end which I think is what he is yes so I think uh it makes me feel good having Cole Komet in my dynasty league Jesse uh, Jesse James had a chance chance to shine, but if memory serves, he he dropped a clutch game winning touchdown at some point. No 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 no. They <laughs> sorry I got I knew that, I knew this would rile there. Dave up. It that was a touchdown. <laughs> that was a touchdown. Go back and look at the. Everyone agrees that should have been a touchdown. That was a playoff game. Yeah, playoffs, playoffs. that cost the Steelers oh. the game. I'm trying to look up. I I feel like. I feel like Jimmy Graham is. I just don't. I haven't even seen him playing this year. I thought Jimmy Graham happens. was retired because I thought he I was said this the last time we brought I know, him because up. Listen, because, because, because listen, because listen, because at the at, at the end of his last game, I, he caught like a touchdown and then just ran out of the building. So I was like, oh, that's it. He's retiring. What, that, well, that was an epic way to go out if he was, yeah. right? So that's what I thought. I was like, oh, that's Jimmy Graham. That's how he's retiring. Catches a touchdown, just leaves the building. I was a La- great catch, last play too. ever. But I guess yeah. I guess not. So. Or unless he is retiring and he was just hanging around until they found another tight end. Who knows? Well, maybe there's that possibility if he's out okay. playing camp. Here we go. From Fox Sports. I don't know how up to date this is. Um, Graham admitted earlier this month. We don't know what month. That he briefly considered retiring after the Bears were This is literally what I read the last January. time. Oh, was it the episode where I had uh, one too many beers? That might be why. But uh, no, it was even no, further was, back. Yeah, but this was some time when, ago. Yeah, June you, 30th. This is June 30th. Right yeah, you guys were both disagreed with me that when I said he was still on the team and I literally read I didn't, that. I didn't disagree. I just told you what I, what I thought oh, yeah, yeah. had Sorry. happened. I yeah. had no confirmation of it. I just, I, that's like when you retire, like that's what you do. I, I think you, <laughs> when you retire, just run right out of the building. You catch a touchdown, you run out of the building. I can't move. Can you film when you retire from your career uh, many years from now? 100%. Just sprint right out of the building. 100%. Yeah, we'll post it on our Instagram. It would have been a great walk-off touchdown. Time. Yeah, well, that's it. Jimmy Graham, you know what? I really like Cole Komet, but if Jimmy Graham's there, like I'm not too worried about Jesse James, but if Jimmy Graham's still there, ugh, I don't like it. If he does, excuse me, if he does leave, I, I would absolutely um, pick up Cole Komet one of the late rounds. 
because I think Cole Komet's great. I think he's going to be he's going to be great. Yeah, but you just can't share. They get such little volume tight ends unless you're one of the big guys that you just can't share the load. Like Jimmy Graham had eight touchdowns last year. Yeah, but I mean, too many. Too consider many. Andy Andy Dalton made a backup tight end fantasy relevant. Yeah, in the Cowboys scheme. Yeah, but they only had one tight end at that point. They didn't have two. They weren't they weren't using two. Yeah, but I. The so now we're talking about a Bears that team's going to be using three. But the assumption we're making here is that Jimmy Graham is probably going to retire. Yeah, and he's probably Jesse not going to make it through camp. Oh, if, if no, that's what I'm saying. If Jimmy yeah. Graham retires, yeah, Cole Komet yeah. all the way. Yeah, going to be awesome. All right, and Tariq Cohen for the Bears on the yeah, pup still, list. Uh, I think it's his Achilles. That he's player uh, ACL uh, ACL pup list player unable to perform. Yep. Yeah, he's still uh, working out that ACL tear from last season. Takes a while. Takes a while. Um, all right. Well, we're almost on to the ultimate news. Before we get there, though, some small news. Didi Westbrook signed with the Vikings. Uh, kind of for redraft. No one's looking his way, right? With Thielen and Jefferson there. Correct. I don't know. Well, I'm not. I would. I would take him in the late rounds. You would take him in the late rounds, really? Like, like the late round, like your last round. Uh, maybe not even. Maybe just close to the tail, depending on what wide receivers are left. Because D.D. Westbrook, uh, D.D. Westbrook or Paris Campbell, Moose, with your late round pick, Paris Campbell. Yeah, but uh, consider. So. Yeah, but hold on. Yeah. Do you do you want me to explain, or do you just want to just leave it and leave it, leave it at that comparison? That's all you We're want winning. to hear. We're winning. So if you consider that Thielen misses or has missed quite a bit of time, right? Um, you know, D.D. Westbrook could, you know, see a, a workload down the stretch or at any point when Adam Thielen slows down or pulls his hamstring again. So like a handcuff pick, if you take Thielen, like yeah. if you go running back tight end uh, heavy at the beginning, you get a guy like Thielen as your number one receiver. Yeah. And I don't think what you have to consider about D.D. Westbrook is that he was always in a Jaguars team that had rolling quarterbacks, never had any kind of stability, but he, he was a, a okay wide receiver. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. the worst. And I just don't think he had the opportunity to play with a team that could really make the pass work. So, you know, I see, I see a path to him, you know, potentially getting some fantasy uh, football relevance, but it'll come at the cost of, you know, potentially Adam Thielen not playing. It's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. I personally don't get excited about D.D. Westbrook, but uh, I see oh, I'm not, point. I'm not excited. Oh, not, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. But I'm just saying he could be relevant. Yeah. Um, while we're, you mentioned the Jags moose, I just have to bring up this Gardner Minshew quote. Like we, we all know Trevor Lawrence is, uh, he's going to be the day one starter. He's the savior of Jacksonville, the franchise quarterback. Gardner Minshew's more of a journeyman type guy. He doesn't have that high draft capital. He's not a, a big talent, but he goes, he was asked about, I guess, preparing to be the backup or whatever. And he goes in prep or the QB competition for camp. Uh, quote unquote, and he goes in preparation for the competition. I haven't taken a S word in weeks. Number two isn't an option for me, <laughs> which I laughed at because he yeah. might be number three on the team. Oh, who's gonna be number two? Jake Luton? No, they picked up CJ Berthard. Oh yeah, pretty much started for San Francisco uh, half the season last yeah, year. Yeah, I yeah maybe. I mean, they're in same similar category. I would still put Gardner Minshew ahead. Like he he was pretty successful yeah. the season before, but I just find it hilarious. This guy, he really he's turned. He's really created a fan base for himself off of almost yeah. nothing, right? So, wow. um, gotta love it. OBJ, Anthony, yet OBJ news looking. I thought he looked good in these workout videos, but you're saying he came out and said 
Yeah, like, I don't know how big this news is, but he was basically saying uh, nothing's for certain. Uh, He's still kind of in recovery. He's going to be at camp, but uh, uh, that he's just going to keep monitoring his his knee and it could be possible that he misses camp and the first game but not likely but he's kind of like toying with the reporters i think but with obj i mean anything's possible this guy has suffered a lot of injuries um i mean i'm not high on him a lot of people i think will uh maybe reach for him thinking that he's going to be the old obj which we haven't seen in quite some time uh, we've seen flashes of it, but then he gets hurt. Let me ask you guys uh, this. Um, what round, at what point are you willing to draft Oda Buckham Jr.? What point does he fall where you're like, all right, the value's there? Am I Never. allowed to say at no point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, there's got to be a point. Okay. Oh, la- okay. Let's say he drops all the way to the last round. Him or D.D. Westbrook moves. Come on. You're taking Oda Buckham Jr. There's got to be know. a okay. point but where you would draft is, him. Yeah, but for me, it's not worth the headache of the likelihood of him burning that draft spot. Like he's, he is now consistently getting injured and the injuries are just getting worse every season. Or do you just not want to have him because you'd be, you'd be like, you'd feel like you should start him. And then he just burns you. Cause he, yeah, well, I just, I just don't think that the weeks that he does play will be worth the consistency. I could probably get from somebody else without the worry of him being just out for the season. And now I've burnt a draft spot because he's not going to give me any points at any point in the season. Okay, Anthony. So here, um, oh, you pulling up one of your mock drafts? No, no, no. I'm talking about his quote. Oh, I okay. feel like in the past I've been caught up in this question, and I'm just not really here for it anymore. It's whenever I'm ready to get out on the field, that's when it'll be. Whenever the team, the docs, my team, everything gets cleared, we'll be ready to go. So whenever that is, week one, week seventeen, I don't know. Yeah, it's promising. just whenever we're ready, we'll be ready. Yeah. So it seems like maybe he's trying to create positive juju not saying that he'll be ready and then get hurt he's just if he's healthy throughout camp and he doesn't get hurt like he's gonna play yeah this is one of these situations where you hype up uh, if you know your draft order you hype up all the guys before you uh in your league about odell beckham so that they take him <laughs> and you take somebody else nice so and i mean so just getting back to where i view obj when he yeah. went to cleveland i wasn't Nobody was ever high on Cleveland. I was like, I don't know what we're going to expect from Minshew, uh, Minshew um, from Cleveland and Mayfield. Baker what, Mayfield. Yeah. So I didn't take him there. I didn't have to deal with that. The year after, um, I didn't take him because of his injury, injury issues. History. But you're right. And yeah. So, so far I've been right. So I'm not going to take him if he's there in the last round. I mean, okay. he won't make but it to the last round. Re- no, right. So, okay. Round seven? No. Round eight? No. Okay. So All of our marquee guys that him. we've talked about and sleepers, I would rather take a shot on those guys. Okay. I don't, I was burned by OBJ last year, so I'm probably not going to draft him this year, but let somebody else take him. Somebody get, if he stays healthy and you get him round eight, you're laughing, but that's a big if. Yeah. We say or that with every injured. player, but it's a, <laughs> that's or he gets injured and everyone's laughing at you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then that's very realistic. All right, last thing before we get to our main topic. Um, Moose, you always talk about we're getting close to fantasy season. There's two signs getting close to fantasy season. One yeah. of them is... Um, Mike Williams Mike hype. hype. And I forget what was the other one. Um, I can't we'll remember. To, we'll go back and check. But the Mike Williams hype is the one I wanted to address. So <laughs> how close are we to fantasy season 
when Mike Williams starts hyping himself because recently he was interviewed Plus. in a uh, <laughs> on pro football uh, fantasy and he said, number one, I'm going to get a ton of targets this year. Expect that. And he said, pick me if you want to win your leagues. He actually said, pick the kid, referring to himself, if you want to win your, your leagues. So now self-hyping, which can only mean fantasy football is right around the corner. The second one was Josh Gordon being reinstated. Oh, yes. Yeah. Josh Gordon being reinstated and Mike Williams hype. We're and then you, when, when you will know we're like really, really close to the start of the season when Adrian Peterson gets signed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we know we're like real close. Yes. Or Frank Gore. Yeah. Or Frank Gore. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, guys. The main topic and the big news uh, from this week is, of course, that Michael Thomas had secret surgery to his ankle that he didn't really inform anyone about. And it just happened last week. And so he will miss the start of the season. He could miss from, I think from right now up from 12 to 16 weeks, which projects to be around the beginning of November um, where he could come back. Um, right. Because right now going on the pup list, you can kind of come back whenever, but if you go on the pup list to start the season, you're at least out six weeks. Pup list or IR? Pup list or IR. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Physic- he's, so yeah. if he's publicist to start the year, six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. Yeah, not good. So for redraft, basically, we're not drafting Michael Thomas anymore. Would you draft him? Is he, is he worth stacking, putting on your bench and stashing him there? And, uh, I, I, gave, I, I gave that advice last year for uh, Debo Samuel. Right. I would say the same thing for Michael Thomas. I. So I will say this. Um, in our main league, our keeper league, Michael Thomas was my keeper. Obviously, didn't know he was going to get injured. Um, last year. This is last, last year. year. Yeah. And I mean, as my keeper, of course, I was not going to drop him. Uh, he was, it seemed like every two weeks they were saying, oh, he's going to come back soon. And then it was, it was just a nightmare. I kept on my team the whole season and it just really, nothing came from it even when he came back for a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah, I this mean, is, this is different because you're not taking him as your early uh, round like wide yeah. receiver one. Like you're taking him later on to stash yeah. him because nobody's going to draft. Nobody's going to draft. Forget him. about him. People will totally yeah. forget about him. People and then you him. might be able to get him in round 11, 12 and, in your last round. And the Oof. best part is, best part is if you, you take him, you can pop him onto your IR if your league supports IR and then pick up a late round flyer. And then go pick right. up D.D. Westbrook. You're laughing. There you go. <laughs> right. So this, so some, uh, I don't know what it's like on some of the other platforms on Sleeper. They're usually pretty good at uh, listing the players correctly, but I know some platforms, they should be on IR and they're listed as out or whatever other options there is. Sleeper, you have the option to um, set uh, players that can go onto the IR that have uh, that are selected as out or whatever, so you can adjust that stuff. So hopefully, if he doesn't, st- if he starts on the pup list, he's not under PUP, he's under IR, and then you can put him there. So just keep an eye on that. And I mean, he could still start the season. So at this point, I know we always recommend to our listeners to draft as late as possible. But to the people drafting early, like how far would you drop him now? So we don't know if he's starting the season or uh, starting week one or not. He's where, for sure not. So where, how far do you think he will drop? Or where would you be comfortable so taking Debo him? Samuel was getting taken last year 
knowing he was out for a good four or five weeks, he was getting taken like round nine, ten. Okay. I project that's where Michael Thomas will will go well, for people who are savvy. So instead of Odell Beckham, I'd take Michael Thomas. Mm, bold, but you know what? <laughs> they probably play the same amount of games this year. <laughs> yeah, but I think if if Michael Thomas comes back healthy, uh, you might you might get more out of him than. Oh, you will. With both healthy for the whole season, Michael Thomas would do better. I would, yeah. I would think. Just, just he's the only target there, and that's that's their offense. Cleveland's offense is running. Um. Okay. Well, now here's other implications to do with it. Now, guys. So, Michael Thomas is out. Let's just assume he's out for a while. Um. What does this mean for the New Orleans Saints? So, my first question, to you, and the first question in everyone's mind is, does Alvin Kamara get a bump? And Anthony, I know you were already willing to take Alvin Kamara first overall. For those who are ranking at Kamara third, fourth, fifth overall, is being virtually their only elite option there, is he worth like first overall pick in redrafts? So my, my answer is how much more of a bump can he get? He's already the best. So well, he was the best last year, yeah. But where did you have him ranked this year, Moose? Did you have him ranked first? No, you had him like third, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Third, fourth. Okay. Would yeah, you take him first I... overall at this point in redraft? Yeah. With this news. Is that a smash? Yeah, I wouldn't be upset. Smash pick. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's top three. And I guess at that point, it's preference. Like if you're if you're a, a player that's if you're a team that's worried that McCaffrey is going to re-injure himself with all with that workload. I mean, go Kamara or go Cook. I mean, you can't go wrong with either or. But I think Kamara, we, we spoke about this before, that he's one of the few quarter, uh, the few running backs to be in the top five or top 10, let's say, like every year. Like he's solidified. I think the last one was LaShawn McCoy. So, I mean, the guy is every year perennial to be number one. Perennial. Perennial. Powerhouse. Perennial. Can you look up a, a very, a really popular perennial flower? Because that's what we're going to call Alvin Kamara. I think. Or do you know uh, one off the top of your head? <laughs> No, I was gonna no. say tulips, but but <laughs> tulips are not perennials. Okay, um, maybe, maybe okay. So Kamara, we're loving Kamara now. You guys had mentioned pre-podcast that Michael Thomas being out could rumors are could lend itself to Taysom Hill becoming the starter. Do you think that could be the case? And does that completely switch what you think about Kamara? Because we saw a huge dip from Kamara's production with Taysom Hill at quarterback because he runs so much and vultures touchdowns. Um, uh, Two-part question there for you. I don't, I don't think anything changes for uh, for Alvin Kamara. He's still going to be amazing. No. And I, I think the little bit of worry that we had in season last year, well, it was... Anthony, a little bit of worry. i just stop you right there because I remember one pre-recording last year, you in Dynasty offering, putting Kamara on the trade block in anger and frustration because you're like if this is how it's going to be with Taysom Hill at quarterback right I don't want any part of it you were right. PO'd my friend he was vexed. right he I was vexed. vexed vexed so rightfully so yeah uh but it I think within two two games it was back to normal but I think the frustration it was just with you Taysom Hill Drew Brees came back no uh, <laughs> there, there there was still okay. a game uh with Taysom Hill? yeah yeah okay. but 
not that Kamara was terrible. He still had some good games, but he wasn't playing that like number. You weren't expecting him to be the number one at the end of the week as far as the running yeah, backs. It was go. like 10. But points. now yeah. the difference is they have the whole offseason to prepare with one of these quarterbacks and build a game plan, whereas they were just kind of adjusting on the fly. Obviously, Winston wasn't the option because Taysom Hill's been on the team for a while and you know he's a running threat. So if he can't throw the ball, you know he's going to just bulldoze through the line and pick up a few yards and get that first down. So, I mean, it sucked being a Kamara owner for those few weeks, but I think... But it like, turned out real good in the end. <laughs> exactly. If you got into the playoffs... Yeah. I mean, it helped turn out win a championship uh, when Bru- <laughs> uh, Breeze came back. It almost, almost did. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers almost uh, got just as many points as Alvin Kamara in that week. So, uh, right. and I was up against the, the Aaron Rodgers owner. So it was, it was yeah, very close. That's true. Um, might've been different with Taysom Hill there, but I wouldn't be worried this year, whether it's Winston, whether it's uh, Taysom Hill, the game plan will be figured out well in advance. And Kamara is going to be again, probably the, the, the running back in fantasy with the most targets, uh, the the best pass catching back in the NFL and for fantasy he'll be there again he had 83 receptions yeah he's he had over 80 receptions for like three or four years in a row yeah I'm looking at his game log he only had two he really only had two stinkers there right but when so. you're trying to make a fantasy football playoffs and your season's not going well and your best player is not performing for two weeks it's not yeah. very good week 11 and week 12 but then yeah yeah. I mean, if I was, if I had solidified myself in a playoff spot, then, you know, I'm not as vexed. Yeah. But. And Dynasty is different because you can't really just dump guys, right? You gotta, right. Exactly. Yeah. Not that you would dump Kamara anyways, but. No. Okay. But yeah. So, so another guy yeah. I have. Oh, yeah. You, you lead it off. You're, well, I you're, wanted to hear your thoughts on um, first Latavius Murray on that note. Just in general, people are st- a lot of people out there are still really high on Latavius Murray as one of those, not just one of those great handcuffs, but one of those great running backup running backs to have. Are you guys in that camp? And then what about these receivers, uh, Dante Harris, uh, Traquan Smith, and Marquez Callaway? With Michael Thomas out, um, whether it's Winston or Hill, do we see any value in one of those receivers? So let me pr- present you some uh, stats here. Oh, so, we love stats. So last year. I'll go over Kamara, 932 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns, 756 receiving yards, five touchdowns. Latavius Murray, 656 rushing yards, four Mm. touchdowns, 176 uh, receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown with 23 receptions. So he, of the remaining players, he is third as far as receptions, and second behind Kamara was Traquan Smith with 34 receptions for 448 yards and four touchdowns. So that's not very high for technically your number one receiver on the team. Deontay Harris played nine games only, had 20 receptions, 186 yards, one touchdown. But he's more of a Swiss Army knife. He was more of a... Returner. uh, Yeah. Special teams guy. Special teams guy, exactly. Um, you guys ever see Rudy? I mean, I know you've seen Rudy, but last time you've seen Rudy, you remember when John Favreau is watching in the stands? John Favreau's character is watching the stands, and he goes, "There's Rudy. He's so little." That's what I want to say every time Dante Harris comes on. He's good though, but he's so little. Yeah, and he had 51 rushing yards. So there's the little bit of being a Swiss Army knife. Then uh, Marquez uh, Callaway had a. I think he was a streaming option or like a waiver wire option for a couple weeks. Um, was he? 
213 yards. He was Callaway receptions on my list on the way. Yeah. And then finally, Adam Troutman, 15 receptions, 171 yards, ah, one touchdown. Adam Troutman, known for his fishing skills and for being a very promising young tight end. That's the name I really want to talk about. If you guys talk about Latavius Murray at all or anything. So there, let's let's all pick in, our but... favorite. Uh, okay, well, the question guys... the question was, is Latavius Murray more than a handcuff? In yeah. my opinion, no. No, okay. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's just a handcuff. I don't think his receiving will increase a lot, but I mean, if Kamara gets a huge workload, I mean, they might bring Latavius Murray on the field a little bit more than last year, because two years ago, Latavius Murray, I believe had more rushing yards and more touchdowns. I can follow up with that. Um, yes. The year Kamara was dealing with knee issues. So yeah, but still finished high. Yeah, uh, Latavius Murray. I have it here. Uh, he actually had a little bit less. You, uh, he had six hundred thirty-seven. Hold on, are you telling us these stats, or are you presenting us these stats? I'm giving you the actual stats. Yeah, but are you presenting it? Because I need visuals if you're going to present it for YouTube. Okay, listeners. no, I'm telling you. Ah, Thanks, okay. Dave, okay. for clearing that up for our listeners. <laughs> um, so yeah, he had six hundred thirty-seven rushing yards, five touchdowns. So he had a little bit less rushing yards, but one more touchdown. But he doubled, almost doubled his uh, uh, his receiving yards. This is twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, two hundred thirty-five, okay. one touchdown. So I mean, he's gonna do about that again. So Moose is he's right. Just one of those Nothing pl- more Moose, than a yeah. handcuff. He's one of those players that if Kamara is healthy. I don't really want to start Latavius Murray in my RB slot. No, 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 no. You know? No. So. You you yeah, can't predict the games this. that he'll be. Yes, exactly. Good. He could get five points or could get 15. You don't know. Right. Um, so Adam Troutman, I talked about him yeah. a few episodes ago in our episode entitled The Best Sleepers You'll Ever See, where I talked about Gerald Everett and Adam Troutman as if you can't get one of those top tight ends, but we advise you to get one of the top tight ends that these guys in the later rounds could be gems. Now, with Michael Thomas out, that's got to be even more true for Adam Troutman. And I think the main thing I pointed to in that argument was Jared Cook's stats. So, Anthony, you got all these windows and tabs opened up on your computer. I'm envisioning you with like three or four screens in front of you. So if you can drum up Jared Cook's stats on one of those tabs that you had, he had something like 80 targets last year. Jared Cook. So what if if Jameis Winston is the quarterback? Yeah. Is Taysom Hill the starting tight end? No, because he's the backup, so he can't get hurt. They'll bring him in every now and then. Yeah. He'll be a red zone guy. He'll be a gadget true. guy. He'll have some series. But Adam Troutman would be fill the Jared Cook role. Which Jared Cook had 37 receptions, yeah. 504 yards, seven TDs. Yeah. Seven, seven TDs. TDs. Decent for a tight end. How many targets, though? He caught 37 of? Uh, pulling that up he, now. So many drops. So many drops for Jared Cook. So many drops. So many drops. Targets. Should be a song about drops. Drop it like it's hot. Drop he it had like it's sixty hot. targets. Sixty targets. You give Adam Troutman sixty targets. I think he's going to do quite well. But I don't think. For a tenant. So I mean, the interesting thing and about Michael Adam Thomas Tr- out. Right. Finish. The interesting thing about Adam Troutman, we know that he's a great blocking tight end. And do we know that? Well, he he is a blocking tight end. That's but drafting him so high in the rookie draft, I mean, I, I I'm I'm thinking that their mindset was to use him in all aspects of that tight end position as a receiver, 
so on and so forth. So, I mean, definitely he's going to be featured in that role. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think I agreed with him as a, as a sleep. He was your sleeper. He was a sleeper. Yeah. So I don't think he's a sleeper tight end. Uh, even though he's the only one there, I, I would, I would beer bet you that Cole Komet will still be better than him with the three guys there. I'll take it. Snap in the sand. But what happens if no, no, Jimmy Graham retires? Adam, Adam Trotman. What, what Adam happens Trotman if Jimmy Graham retires? I'll still take Adam Troutman. Okay. I'm sorry. What's Let's, what's what's the beer bet? Adam uh, Troutman versus Komet. Anthony, extend your hand yeah. towards me on the camera and shake on it. That's uh, YouTube. You got to see that virtual handshake on YouTube. Adam Troutman versus Cole Komet. That's how. That's a great one. What so a fun what, one. So what, Dave? What makes you think that Troutman is just going to suddenly jump up? This season, just that Michael Thomas is gone. There's no one to throw the ball to. Traquan Smith, Marcus Callaway, and Deontay Harris. God love him. Adam Troutman's the best receiver of all four of those guys. Kamara's their Ooh, best receiver. And what makes you say that? That's a that's a pretty bold statement. Uh, picked round three, one hundred five overall, which is unless your name's Kyle Pitts, huge for tight end. Uh, they invested a lot in him and. Uh, like the evidence was there last year from the few um, times he was targeted. I think he's, there's just a, it's a necessity option here, guys. There's just no one else. I think they're going to have to factor him into it. I just the, think you're really underestimating Traquan Smith and Deontay yeah. Harris. I, I but think there's room. There's okay. Look, look, even if he just gets Jared cook numbers, he'll, he'll be good. And then he factored Michael Thomas is out. That was even more receptions to go around. Uh, he's going to eat. He's going to eat. Double volume with tight ends. It's all about double volume. Unless your name's Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Wall. I mean, Jared Cook numbers. I mean, if you expect Adam Troutman to get to Jared Cook numbers, like we were disappointed with Jared Cook's numbers last year, but those are hard numbers to achieve, especially at this tight end position in fantasy that we always talk about. That it's so hard to like, like the the gap is so large between the top tier guys and the middle of the yeah. pack guys. Listen, there, it's no guarantee. Adam Troutman, but he's he's as good a sleeper as you can get. Him versus Komet is perfect beer bet for the season, I think. If uh, and if I and if so Jimmy too. and if Jimmy Graham leaves, then it's fair. Jimmy Graham stays. I think. I think, I think it's still he beat out Troutman last year. Um, Jimmy Graham finished higher than Jared Cook. Jared Cook didn't play well in my opinion because I watch a lot of games because I have Kamara on my dynasty team. Yeah, Jimmy Graham uh, finished higher than Jared Cook. Yeah, thank you. So if Jimmy Graham continues to do that, then yeah, he's and so with that Komet. point that I was making, Cole Komet still had more yards. He was uh, twenty-eight receptions, two forty-three, two touchdowns, two tutties, two tutties. So I mean, he was better last year. He'll be better again this year. Don't draft uh, Adam Troutman, but as a Trey wow. Smith owner, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying don't draft Cole Komet. I'm not saying that. No, I mean, no, no. If, I know, if, I know. You know. If you want to draft, no, Cole I'm Komet, telling I love Cole Komet. I picked yeah. Cole Komet up last year. Yeah. Um, off the waiver wire and in, the, in a few leagues. So for me, uh, to me, Traquan Smith is the guy. I've been high on this guy. He hasn't really had that breakout season yet. I think this is the perfect season for him to build a rapport with one of the QBs. I think the interesting one is, I think it's Moose's guy, Deontay Harris. Um, I mean, when you when you draft rookies, either offensive type players, they usually go to the special teams. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for Deontay Harris to move into a more um, wide receiver role. 
And because he is a Swiss Army knife, kind of like he could be a Curtis Samuel type player. He he will be the third receiver uh, receiving option there as far as wide receivers. Um but we'll see how camp goes, which one breaks out. But I think he will surpass um Marquez Callaway. I th- yeah. The danger and, with these yeah. guys is that Sean Payton is such a genius. Right. That he will figure out a way for his offense to roll using all of these guys, and thus they each limit each other's relevance. But, but even in that case, yeah. I feel like as a tight end, Adam Troutman doesn't doesn't need that much volume to be very relevant in the tight end game whereas those other three receivers could cancel each other out moose i want to hear from you who do you like who do you like who do you don't um well i, I think traquan smith is you know is the guy who's gonna benefit the most okay um then deontay harris and marquise calloway uh, again my thing with the saints is it's not really the wide receivers it's the quarterback situation um, you know, Jameis needs to be throwing it to his own players, but I think if he is, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see why these guys, these guys have, we always talk about opportunity. They have all the opportunity now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Trego Smith is a big boy. I think he'll be the, the, uh, the receiver that gets the touchdowns will have the most touchdowns on the team. I think, uh, maybe Deontay Harris or Callaway could be the guy with the, the yardage, but I mean, we'll have to pay attention closely to camp because, one of these guys are, I think, will have the the value on these guys. Like the stock will rise on where they're drafted for sure. So we got to keep our eye on on this team. Um, yeah, and I I and like who's Traquan, that quarterback. I, I do like Traquan Smith. I think he'll. I think there's plenty of room for him. Kamara's going to be great, regardless. I think there's plenty of room for Traquan Smith and Adam Troutman to both eat, um, and then everyone else. No, we'll see what happens, but I, I would lean towards Jake Wan Smith, but yeah, uh, amongst the receivers. I love it. What great discussion today, Anthony. You getting ready for the next segment? You hyped? Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. Well, good because it's time for they said it already. Beautiful, I like it. You always sound great, Dave. Actually, there was oh. one time you didn't, but it was great this time. <laughs> there was a, yeah, sure, just you know, we gotta time. we gotta humble you a little bit sometimes, time. yeah, 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 just um, one time. So I don't really know how to pronounce this, but user a shot Mueller. Um, yeah. A shot Mueller, uh, AJ Dillon versus Javonta Williams dynasty mm. trade one QB. I have Dillon and wasn't sure if I should try and make a move on Williams. The Aaron Jones owner has Williams and I think I can make a deal. Who would you rather have 12 team full PPR dynasty? Like mentioned before. Can you say his name one more time? A shot Mueller. <laughs> Mueller. Mueller. Or Ask Ascot Mueller? I don't know. Ascot would make sense. And Ascot's like one of those little Yeah, but I don't know if it's spelled like that. A S C H O T T. I don't know. I don't think that's a Splasco. Anyways. We'll have to look that up. We're gonna answer your question anyways. Can't say your name, but we'll answer your question. Uh, you want to lead us? I, I, I mean, I, to me, it's a with all due respect to the players involved and to the question. And maybe it's a good question because listen, both Javonta Williams and AJ Dillon are an injury away from being the starting running back on a team that would really 
support a high-end fantasy running back, being the Denver Broncos for Javante Williams, the Green Bay Packers for A.J. Dillon. Now, without an injury, barring an injury, who has the most upside? I think it's, to me, I think it's quite clear it's going to be Javante Williams. Um, I think that if you compare Melvin Gordon, the incumbent in Denver versus um, Aaron Jones, the incumbent in Green Bay, Aaron Jones is far better. So if you're the Green Bay Packers, you're going to want to give Aaron Jones the ball a lot. If you're the Denver Broncos, I'm not sure you want to give the Melvin Gordon the ball that much. You know, I think Javante Williams has a pathway to supersede uh, Melvin Gordon and take the starting role regardless of injury. I think A.J. Dillon will be a fine backup option, uh, could get some goal line work. Um, but really to be an elite fantasy option is waiting for an Aaron Jones injury or absence to take over. Whereas Javante Williams, I think, doesn't need that injury to take over. Do you guys agree with that? Um, I, I disagree on the assumption that Green Bay is going to be a starter and a backup. I think okay. I think it, okay. it, it could easily be a full-blown committee in Green Bay this season. The advantage that Javante Williams has over A.J. Dillon is that you know, if, if they do feature Aaron Jones more, they just signed him to a four-year contract. So that means, you know, he's going to be there for another four years where, you know, Javonta Williams could be, you know, the guy. I think Melvin Gordon maybe has this season left on his contract. I don't know. Some might be able to put up. But even yeah, still, he's going to – he'll likely surpass Melvin Gordon this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think Green Bay could be a committee? They, a I take. mean, they've already been talking about it quite a bit. Well, they, that's the, and, the rumors yeah. are that they're, they're going to be, you know, the old one, two punch. And well, to be fair, Jamal Williams as the backup last year was very relevant in fantasy um, throughout the season, even with Aaron Jones playing. So, you know, if AJ Dillon gets that kind of volume, then yeah, there's a role for him. I just really think that Javante Williams's role could be the number one. Yeah, yeah, which we've already heard news about that, that they want to feature him as the number one back. And so I'm going to I'm going to disagree a little bit with Moose. I know that there's or it's not with Moose with the news that has come out from the I don't know if it was the beat writers or whatever, but I don't think it'll be a committee over there in Green Bay. I think A.J. Dillon is a different um, style runner than Jamal Williams was or is. Um, but I think Aaron Jones, he's 26. Like Moose said, he has four more years. I don't, I can see touchdowns being vultured, but I don't see AJ Dillon digging in or taking some of significant yardage away from Aaron Jones's um, stat line. Um, to, I'll tell you what. To, I, I think Aaron Jones is still elite. Um, I think you have to look at it this way. The the owner that has Aaron Jones in this in this user's league, he's going to use Aaron Jones for a while. He he doesn't have to worry about Aaron Jones um, fizzling out yet. So, I mean, it depends. You would have to look, see what other running backs this user has, because if he's he's going to keep Javonta Williams, especially with the news uh, or he's going to want to keep him, especially with the news that he might be the number one over in Denver. So you would is have this to. A, is this a dynasty train? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so, I mean, long-term, A.J. Dillon certainly has long-term prospects, but would you rather have A.J. Dillon or Javante Williams in Dynasty, just flat out? Uh, now, I guess, yeah. if you hit on Javante Williams, you would rather Javante Williams. Now, A.J. Yeah, Dillon would, is more an investment for the long run. So, I mean, his I mean, mindset... Why, why not both? The guy already... Yeah. Oh, I guess they already drafted. Yeah, 
So he's going to, he wants to try and acquire Javonta Williams. So, I mean, try, but. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, maybe, maybe you have someone else on your team. Don't necessarily so give the, up sorry, AJ is Dillon. The, is the trade Jamal Williams for Javonta, for Javonta Williams? No, it's Javonta Williams for AJ Dillon. He yes, wants to try trade. and give up. He's saying is he wants Javante Williams from the other team. Yeah. He has AJ Dillon that he yeah. wants to offer up to him. That's smash, his trade bait. Smash play for me. But he's probably going to have to, to be realistic, he's probably going to have to package. So a shot or Ascot Mueller, you're going to have to package somebody <laughs> else, most likely with AJ Dillon to get Javante Mueller. Williams. Because now with the news, the news coming out about Javante Williams is not helping your case. With him being a number one potentially the number one RB and Melvin Gordon is in his final uh, contract uh, year of his contract. So he's done. Probably have even to package. If, if, if he even makes it to camp, hopefully he's someone's driving him there. So I would go Javonta Williams <laughs> oh, for AJ Dillon. I would take that in a heartbeat. I would take Javonta Williams side of the deal. Smash it, smash it in dynasty, smash it. Yeah, yeah, but I me. but like I'm saying, it's not going to be that simple. I don't think the guy will do a one for one trade. So you'll have to yeah, pack somebody not. with AJ Dillon. And I, for AJ what, what, what I'm saying is, I don't like unless you want Javante Williams that bad. I don't think you should be upset with AJ Dillon. Right. No, but if you can go one for one, I would make that trade. Now listen, if you have AJ Dillon, if it's snowing, start AJ <laughs> Dillon because that one game in the snow in the playoffs, he was un tackleable so if it's raining or snowing i feel like aj Dillon will go for 200 yards <laughs> he, he hard to tackle he's hard to tackle either way but in the snow or the rain it's just not happening <laughs> he's a beast um i hope aj Dillon does does get some playing time because he, he's gonna be one of those players it's fun to watch yeah for sure all right guys um i'm on i'm on a beer two i finished my cutthroat west coast ale um, which had a hilarious pun at the top, by the way. The best things in life are tree from Tree Brewing Company. So Victoria, so West Coast. Um, and that was cutthroat in regards to the NFL and their COVID restrictions and Aaron Rodgers and business. And then I've moved on to the Sneaky Weasel, um, which is now 30% sneakier. It's a real craft lager. Um, How did from, it get more sneakier? Well, I think it's just hilarious. It's from Balderdash Beer. Uh, brewing company, Balderdash Brewing Company. So, uh, Sneaky Weasel. And to me, this was in honor of Michael Thomas, that Sneaky Weasel who had ankle surgery without telling anyone that that's uh, a Sneaky Weasel move. Thank goodness we found out before draft season. This, and that's why you draft late. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because of injuries. It's not because of preparation, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're already prepared for your draft if you've been up to date and you have an advantage over your league, ma your league mates. But for injuries or, or Andrew Luck retiring, you know, yeah, just do it later. That sneaky weasel. Thank goodness. Hey, Anthony, you don't have to keep Michael Thomas and get burned. You're welcome. Right. You're welcome. But that sneaky weasel there. What are you guys drinking? I uh, I just have a Corona. Nothing special. Oh, a little summer beer. A little summer beer. Corona. I wasn't going to drink. Then they made me feel bad and I didn't have any beer. So I'm having a... <laughs> El Dorado 12-year rum from Guyana, uh, which is part of my background. Um, which so, I just learned today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Anthony's Guyanese, if you guys were wondering. Yeah. So I'm enjoying a nice one with, uh, you know, my last name's Harrison on my scotch glass there, a little H. Which, 
I was going to say it has an H on it for those listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true for our listeners. Yeah. YouTube, listeners you couldn't even see it on YouTube either. So Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't see the H. Uh, uh, um, Anthony, I feel, like, I feel like you'd be interested in this. I uh, flipped on the new Masters of the Universe remake, which... Uh, so did I. Yeah. Uh, He-Man. Is it a new I, movie? No, it's an animated uh, TV Seriously. show. Oh, I don't know. I, I I fell asleep. I was really tired, so I fell asleep. But I I I wasn't. I was. I think it was like Mike Williams. I got really hyped, and it was yeah. a little underwhelming. Yeah, the first episode. I watched the first episode and then conked out after, and yeah. it didn't keep me uh, into it. So I mean, I'll finish it, but I'm not that impressed with it. Yeah. How a lot Skeletor. of big name, a lot of big name voice actors. Quite a yeah. few from Game of Thrones. Oh really? Yeah. I'll yep. check it out. I will definitely check it out. I like it, I like it, I like it. Anything else? Uh, No. All no. right. Well, this was a super fun episode. Uh, finally, I just want to send one last shout out. It's July 25th today. It's my man Connor's birthday, known as Connor the bartender on this podcast. Um, but it's Connor the birthday boy today. And um, But really in my heart, Connor the friend. So happy birthday, Connor. He's, also, uh, hey, Connor, you share a birthday with Alvin Kamara. Oh, it's Alvin Kamara's birthday. Shout Alvin out Alvin Kamara. Birthday. And we talked about him forever. Alvin Kamara. Happy birthday, buddy. There's a video on the internet of him dancing with a parrot on his head. So there's that. All right, guys. Words of wisdom as we part. Uh, always put your best gut forward. And in these 295 Kelvin days, wear some sunscreen. And follow your fire regulations in your campsites. No forest and fires, please. No man-made forest fires. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening. See you next time. Ciao.